I want to welcome you to day three of our look together through 1 Timothy chapter 2. We're going to look at verses 8 to 10 today. We're continuing to look together at what it means to live a motivated Christian life, how to be motivated day to day in your Christian life in the book of 1 Timothy. And if you want to live a motivated Christian life, much of that is going to have to do with how you worship. Now, all of us know that worship can be, well, it can be something that I just check off my to-do list for that week, or it can be a motivating and life-changing experience with Christ. And I've had both things happen. You probably have too. It all depends. It all depends on where my focus is. And so Paul writes to men and to women in these verses today about keeping the focus on Christ in worship. Some very practical words. Let me read for you verses 8 to 10. Paul writes, I want men everywhere to lift up holy hands in prayer without anger or disputing. I also want women to dress modestly with decency and propriety, not with braided hair or gold or pearls or expensive clothes, but with good deeds appropriate for women who profess to worship God. From beginning to end, these verses are all about how we worship God. And Paul talks about lifting up holy hands and praying instead of arguing and disputing. As I read those verses, I realize immediately how much easier it is for me to argue with men than to pray to God, to lose my focus. Now, sometimes that arguing might be internal. You might not even have an external argument. You just see somebody sitting over there while you're worshiping, or you think of somebody that you disagree with, and instead of focusing on God in worship, you're focusing on how you could win that argument with that person. You're fighting inside over an issue or over a personality. I, I, I pray men, as we walk through these verses today, that they would serve as a reminder for us in those moments to pray, to talk to God, to talk to God rather than feeling like the answer to me getting remotivated, re-energized in life is in an argument with a person. It's amazing what God can do in those moments. Now, as, as we walk through these verses about men and women, there are two things to know. First, Paul is talking about what to do in worship here. He's focusing on what happens in a worship service, and he has something to say to men and something to say to women. And second, Paul is not talking exhaustively about worship in these verses. He's not giving every rule for worship. He's talking about some things that this church was facing. He's addressing some needs that they were facing in Ephesus. And what do you know? Because human nature is still the same, you might be still facing some of these same needs. Churches today still face exactly these same needs. He writes and he says, to keep the focus on God. Man, here's what I want you to do. I want you to pray. Because they were obviously struggling with this. In this church, there was too much arguing and there was not enough praying. They were talking to each other too much and they weren't talking to God enough. So he says, I want you to do two things. First, he says, I want you to lift up holy hands. He's talking about their relationship with God. And then he says, I want you to do it without anger or disputing. He's talking about their relationship with each other. And notice in these verses, the relationship with God comes first. If they'll do that, if you lift up holy hands to God, then you can get rid of the anger or disputing. You start with your relationship with God, and that makes your relationship with everyone else begin to fit into place. So Paul writes and he says, men, I want you to pray. Then he writes to the women. He says, women, I want you to dress modestly with decency. Now, why would Paul focus on that? Well, God's word is very practical. He focused on that because they were obviously having a problem with this in this church. Now, it's not that the way that you dress is the only important thing for women in worship. 
It's important in that they were struggling with it in this church. And it's important in your life if you happen to be struggling with it in your life. It's very important to notice the words that Paul uses here as he talks about how do you dress in church. As you read the words, you see he's not talking about dressing nicely. He's talking about dressing in a wealthy way. He's talking about dressing for status. Did you see the words? He says, don't do it with braided hair, gold, pearls, expensive clothes. That's like comparative dressing. My hair is better than your hair. My dress is better than your dress. My life is better than your life. And you can see it in the way that I dress. So all of a sudden, the focus in worship is on what your hair looks like or what the dress looks like rather than the focus being on God. Now, Paul is obviously not here saying that you should just dress in some ugly kind of thing. That's not his point. His point is don't dress for status. His point is, both to men and women, his point is this. You want to live the motivated Christian life? Stay away from distractions, especially in worship. Men in this church were being distracted in their worship by their arguments with other men. And women in this church were being distracted by appearances, men by arguments, women by appearances in this church. And if you read these verses carefully, the women may have been distracting men with their appearance because Paul does emphasize modesty here. Men distracted by arguments, women distracted by appearances. The issue for both of them was really the same. And whatever issue you're facing with distraction and worship, here is what it comes down to. I mean, you may dress just fine. You may not have an argument with anybody in worship, but something else is distracting you when you come to worship God. You walk away every week feeling like, I didn't get anything by that time of worship. I'm not motivated in any way. I don't feel more connected to God in any way. Now, all of us feel that way sometimes. But if it's been weeks, if it's been months that you've been feeling that way, what is the issue? Well, the arguments and the appearances just mask what the real issue is, and the real issue is attention. Who's getting the attention in worship? The men, by focusing on arguments, were keeping the attention on themselves. The women, by focusing on dress, were keeping the attention on themselves. The issue of attention, is it going to be me or is the attention going to be on God? The only kind of worship that motivates my life, the only kind of worship that motivates your life is the worship that focuses on God. We worship for an audience of one. We stand before him, we sit before him, we pray before him, we sing before him. So Paul says, guys, get your focus off the arguments. Pray, focus on God. Ladies, get the focus off your appearances. Do good works, focus on God. Get your attention back on God. So let's get our attention together on him right now. Would you pray with me? (sighs) Father, as we pray, I have to admit how easily it is, how easily I can lose my focus in worship. Get my attention on something that's happening in the worship service rather than the reason for the worship service. And get my attention on me, something that's happening or not happening in my life, rather than putting the focus on you. Lord, sometimes it seems like there's a thousand things to distract me in worship, but there is one that can draw me in. And it's not a thing, it's a person, it's you. And you are greater than all those thousand things put together. And when I take a moment to set the other aside and to focus on you, Father, you are a God who is worthy of our praise. You are a God who is worthy of my worship. God, I pray that today, as I walk through the day, you help me to get the attention back on you. And I pray as I go to worship services 
you would help me personally to get the attention back on you. And I also pray that you'd help me not to do things that cause other people to lose focus, to lose attention from you. Help me to give others the ability to focus on you in this time of worship. It is about you, God. It is about who you are and what you've done. And we are thankful for who you are and what you've done. Thank you, Father, in the name of Jesus. Amen. And we'll see you tomorrow. Paul's going to continue on this. He has more to say about men and women in worship. (laughs) 